Welcome back to the Daniel Muggleton podcast. It's me. I'm Daniel Muggleton. I'm the guy back after another little week off. I apologize. I've had plenty on. Had some medical stuff. Had some family stuff. Had some baby stuff. Had the had the big. I'm going to call it pretty much sold out show at the comedy store. Thank you for any ODs or mugglets who came through there. Um, but yes, two more weeks in Australia before I head across to the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, two shows a day, Australian Comedians, Dope Comedy, ACDC, uh, and Daniel Muggleton, How the Whitey Have Fallen. Every day, August 3rd to 27th, details on my website, plus, 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 um, I'm putting together the 2023 Australian Tour. Uh, I've done the festivals, but obviously I've missed Queensland so far. Not my fault, I promise. I'm going to do a bunch of dates in Queensland this year. I've started to get a few together, but if you join my mailing list, if you get around the mailing list, that is where I will be posting exclusive discount codes. I had a, I had a plan and I want to bring it to fruition. If you're on the mailing list, you save five bucks on a ticket. Uh, that's, that's what you get. That's what you get for me being able to contact you directly. Uh, that's what you get for supporting me. So I do want to reward that with a cheeky discount and I'm bringing that on this year. Uh, the first date I think has been announced. It's, um, August 30th. No, August 31st. Sorry. August 31st, uh, in Perth at the Oasis Comedy Club. One more show in Perth, uh, before it's all said and done. And yeah, there's going to be a bunch released so just get around the mailing list get excited i reckon probably 30 dates all up i've confirmed a few i've got a bunch more to confirm including a massive show on december 23rd so keep that one open in the calendar all right let's get to this week's episode uh we're talking we're talking baby making we're talking renovating we're talking motivating. Oh, that might have been the smoothest intro I've ever had. But to get us there, you guessed it. It is Verticoli. All right, we're in. The bit, the bit where I talk, the bit where it all happens. This week's episode dedicated to Gia, Gia on Twitter. That's that's what it takes. That's what it takes at this point. It made me laugh so hard, just, <laughs> just genuinely that like I didn't put an episode out last week. I apologize. I have been busy. I'll explain, but... This week, I was like, I must put one out. I've had someone on Twitter, the least friendly of any social media platform, just politely tag me in a tweet and be like, Daniel Muggleton, please release an episode of the podcast this week. I need something for my commute on Tuesday morning. And I was like, fuck, you know, people people are suffering out there. I just... I can't be so short-sighted and think just because I'm busy, other people don't need to hear my takes on the cricket. Oh, that's another one. I don't know who you were. I forget your name. I apologize. Uh, post-show at every meet and greet. If you get a photo, if you buy anything, I do I do ask you your name. I try and have some kind of connection with you, but I'm I'm not a wizard when it comes to names, so I do forget, but... Someone who came through my show at the comedy store on Friday night. Sold out show. Well, look, they said it was sold out. It was actually, I think, 12 tickets. 12 tickets away from a sellout in basically a 300-seater. Pretty good stuff, but you're the podcast people. You deserve the full truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, why does Tom Cruise look the same kind of? But yeah, came up and said, hey, Liked your thoughts on the cricket, even though I don't like cricket. I thought it was interesting. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's what this is about. Sometimes you might not have an inherent interest in something and I'll talk about it here and you'll be like, it's not so boring that I turn it off. Side note. That was a side note. I'm getting distracted. Gia on the Twitter being like, please release an episode. It was a Gia. 
Is that an expression elsewhere? I was thinking about that earlier today. I planned that. A lot of the pod off the top of the dome, that one, I was like, Gia, J-I-A-H, that's how you spell it. Gia, why don't we go the G up, a famous Australian expression for getting excited. Wait, maybe people won't realize what that is uh, in foreign countries. So I'm curious. If you're if you're an overseas listener, if you're if you're a foreign muglet, uh, if you're an international OD on the only dance, uh, do let me know. Do let me know. Uh, so yeah, Gia, this is for you. This is a G up. You G'd me up. Now the episode's coming just because of you. Uh, am I pointing this out because I feel like if people regularly remind me. <laughs> that i need to put out a podcast it'll help me more regularly put out a podcast it's a possibility look maybe this is some kind of reverse psychology to you maybe it's some kind of me just planting the idea that this kind of thing is useful for me to get back on the horse uh but gia thank you i apologize your tuesday last week consisted of i don't know fm radio am radio i was on am radio last week that's weird i feel I don't, I don't know how, I think that's the same everywhere, right? Like AM and FM, but I don't know, I don't know what they stand for. Oh, this is one of those ones, isn't it? Where they're screaming, where just the people who listen to this regularly are screaming like, how can you not know, you fucking idiot? How can you not know what AM stands for and what FM stands for? I know that AM is like the shorter frequency. I know that FM is like the bigger frequency. That's why the numbers are higher and lower. But at the same time, I don't know if that... That means the waves are bigger. That does. That does. I'm looking at the waves right now. Looking looking at myself recording into Audacity. The waves are big. I'm doing some fucking FM waves. None of that None of that AM wave shit. But I did a little quiz on the radio. And it was, it was funny because it was basically a quiz on ABC radio where if you won, you got to promote yourself which goes against the idea of ABC because that's the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, same as the BBC, uh, and that it's government-owned, so you can't do advertising on it. And it's like, hey, if you win this fairly surface pop quiz, you get to tell people about your Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> these are people who listen to AM, ABC, Radio National. Like, they're not on social media. What the fuck's the point of this? Anyway, if you listen to that and came to the Comedy Source Show, cheers. But uh, I was on that... And it was just funny because uh, the host, oh God, I forgot his name too. Was it Bruce? It wasn't Bruce. I definitely remember if it was Bruce. Fuck. Oh no. This, this, is, this has been a rough start. You take one week off and you get a bit cold, don't you? You come out of the, come out of the, you know, you're recuperating like the athlete, like off season, that's it. You come out of the off season, suddenly you're back into the season and some of the passes just aren't linking up. Your foot feels a bit weird when you land because it's just not used to doing that motion anymore. Oof, bad start. Anyway, basically, uh, the host, we were, we were pre-recording the quiz. It was myself and Ruben Kay, who's a very funny uh, Australian uh, comedian slash cabaret slash model slash actor. One of those slashies. He's very talented, uh, as, as you well know. I'm, I'm a comedian. That's all I got. Comedy and funny. That's the other thing. That, that seems to be the summary. It's like, yeah, other comedians do all these things. Daniel Muggleton is just funny. I don't think just is necessarily the qualifier you need in front of funny when describing a comedian. It's like, you know, if there's a doctor, it's like, yeah, he's just competent. It's like, well, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds sufficient for this particular role. It's like, yeah, he's not, he's not heartwarming. It's like, yeah, whatever. Just take my spleen out. Shut the fuck up. Uh, anyway, anyway. Oh, sorry. Speaking of doctors, geez, this is going to be a scatty one, isn't it? Speaking of doctors, uh, for those of you following, uh, the fertility journey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a new stage, new stage of the fertility thing. Uh, my, my wife is not yet pregnant. I will tell you, I will tell you, I think you deserve to know at this point, uh, when that does finally happen. But, uh, new procedure where it's not IVF. It's like this kind of middle stage. Uh, between uh, the good old-fashioned way and IVF where nothing gets frozen, but apparently tomorrow morning... I, I didn't get an email about this. This is just my wife secondhand. This is, how, this is how chill the male aspect of the fertility thing is. She's having to get injected with hormones. Like, I've been doing that. It's been very stressful. 
uh, getting the needle going every day. Uh, felt, felt like I could be a doctor, just saying, every day. One needle in, zip, zip, done, not too bad. But uh, she's got to do all this stuff. For me, all I got to do is be at a place at 8 a.m. tomorrow and ready to ejaculate. I love that. They didn't send me anything. They never asked if like that time slot is like, is that a time, sir, that you might be able to ejaculate? They were just like, be there at 8, get it done. She's got to have her procedure at 9.30. So I think I've got 90 minutes to come. (laughs) Sorry, that just tickled me in the sense of like a kind of really low rent early 2000s porno thing where they do the, like for some reason, early 2000s pornography and like spoof films. Sorry, that's all the words you need. Spoof films, films that actually contain spoof as in ejaculate. And then spoofs as in like things taking off other things like scary movie and of Scream, you know? So the spoof genre. Uh, there was spoof spoof films. That was the porn where they were like pirates of the Caribbean. Or was it, or was it like ass pirates of the Caribbean? I think it was just called pirates. I think it was just called pirates. I think they couldn't say Caribbean because then Disney would sue them. But like, you know, like a, a pornographic film using the characters and universe of a regular film. Um, how the fuck did we get there? Oh, yeah, I got to jizz in a cup real early. That's what I got to do. And yeah, I just, I just really like that. I think my, my wife gets kind of talked through a lot of these things. Like it's like, hey, so you're going to be doing this and you're going to find it stressful. It's going to all happen. And it is. I just want to be very clear. It is significantly more stressful for her. Whereas for me, it's like, be here to jizz at this time. And look, I'll be honest, 8 a.m., a bit earlier than I'm used to, you know, I would have, I would have liked a little warning. It's like, Hey, Dan, you know, you know, you know, that erection you've been waking up with for the majority of your teenage and adult life. Well, guess what champion? It was preparing for this moment. <laughs> this was the mum spaghetti. This is it. This is what it's all about. It's, it's been waking up early. It's been preparing. It's been RTJ ready to jizz this entire time. And tomorrow morning, sir, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, sir, at 8 a.m., you're going to jizz. But I feel like, I feel like there should have been a sleepover option, you know, because I got to stay home and I got to drive there and then I got to jizz. But like, why not have a little, <laughs> like those overnight trains, just like a little surgery with some beds. And then, you know, the fellas, like we can all just be in there, little little bunk bed, boarding house, creepy scenario. And uh, we all wake up with our erections, go into our separate bathrooms, get the jizz out, fucking bing, bang, bong, done. Done. I just, I know that's quite a silly uh, train of thought to go down, but I just genuinely find it funny that, and it's a correct assumption, that as a man, I can ejaculate whenever. You know, like there's no like, hey, it's a bit early than usual. Sorry about that. Hey, would you like a later appointment? Uh, would you like to do it at home? Then bring it in. It's like, hey, man, just be here and jizz, would you? Like we got, you know, we got stuff to do. I don't know if the clicking made it through the microphone there. It was behind the mic. Poor click technique from me. That one. Imagine that, but earlier. That's what we're doing there. But yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, Male masturbation, I talk about it a lot in this year's show, but I do feel like it is good prep. Like, I feel like I'm going into this, you know, hey, can you jizz in this cup? Fuck yeah, I can jizz in that cup. Hey, can you do it really early in the morning? You bet I can do it really early in the morning. Hey, can you like abstain for like a few days so it's the best stuff real early in the morning? You're going to like rush there and drive there and then be there immediately and kind of get it done quick because we actually got to do some shit with the jizz after. Like you cannot hold up this... Doc, I got it. Just the sheer confidence I have saying that when I also know that there are men who cannot pee in a urinal when another man is in the room. You know, like I know that exists and I'm sure these doctors do. They got studies and shit, but they're just like, hey, we need jizz from that specific guy at this specific time. Do you see that as an impediment to the IUI process? And at no point was anyone like, yeah, that could be a problem. They were like, nah, 
they'll be fine. <laughs> and now, obviously, putting a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but, you know, this podcast goes out at, I think, 6 a.m. Australian time. I set up for that. It used to be 5 a.m. But honestly, if you get up at 5 a.m., go fuck yourself. Just live, live with your own horrible decisions for an hour and then you can enjoy me. But, <laughs> like, I do, I do, like, yeah. Do I listen back to this while I do it? <laughs> is that a fun is that a fun thing to do or is that just like that that time where I did art in year 12 and they're like you need a subject for your exhibition and I said self portrait like is it just a bit too self involved not important uh but anyway that's where we're at that's right tomorrow morning doing that uh I didn't know about this bit before um as in like this kind of option for a fertility procedure but yeah as I said no freezing basically um I, I go fresh, kind of like farmer's market level jizz, you know, farm to table. <laughs> God. <sighs> Sorry. I, I record this like underneath my apartment. Like it's like kind of the downstairs of the apartment. Like, and, and my, my wife can kind of hear it sometimes just kind of creeping up through the stairs. And so every now and again, when I'm just saying something fucking atrocious, I'm like, man, just imagine copping a few sentences of this and being like, what is he doing down there? Is he practicing for tomorrow morning? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, you go in, farm to table, like I jizz in the cup, no frozen, but uh, they they then, the, the nurses slash science, the lab, the lab, I, I deal with the nurses, but then there's like a lab on site as well. Uh, they examine the load. They, they, they take a look at it under the microscope, which implies that it's small, which even though it's semen as opposed to my penis, still don't love the connotation. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then they pick the best. This is, this is what I've been told. They wash it, which I don't know how the fuck that works, but fair play to you. Uh, they wash it and then uh, select like the most mature the best the best of the best like the kind of the sas the the special the special the special service the special seamen these are the these are the navy the navy the navy seals of seamen the very best and then they get they kind of bypass the fallopian tubes i think i'm getting that right and then just get straight in there just get straight put into there into the uterus like the way that I picture it in my head is like I kind of call this procedure because a few people have been asking about it in my in my regular life. Uh, the Steve Nash, I call it the Steve Nash. is a famous NBA point guard known for his assists. So he just like you know you've got the ball, you need to go in the hoop, but if you've got Steve Nash there, he's going to give you the ball closer to the hoop than you could have got yourself. So it's the Steve Nash, just kind of straight in there, like, bang, this is the best look you're going to get at the bucket. And uh, so it's happening tomorrow. And, you know, as, as with all these things, it's uh, by no means a uh, 100% success thing, but it's a, it's a new thing. It's, a, it's our first kind of progression from the old-fashioned way. And it's nice. It's really nice to feel uh, some sense of progress with that because, and it's going to sound weird, like when you're just having sex with your wife it like it feels like you could be doing more <laughs> that's the best way i could describe that feels like you could be doing more all right that was that i didn't even plan to talk about the iui stuff uh but here we are we're in it and we made it what i actually plan to talk about um actually there were two good ones um the first one the first one i don't like I don't know if this is interesting. It's going to feel a bit name droppy, but basically, uh, I did I did a bunch of shows at the comedy store recently. One of the one of the best comedy venues. Like, if you're talking about purely structurally, like how it's built, just absolutely one of the best comedy venues in the world. Uh, managed to do a bunch of shows there recently, including my own show, but like also a bunch of showcases. And on the Thursday, uh, I was on with Dave Hughes, who's you know one of the biggest. Australian comedians ever like in terms of my generation he was the dude that we grew up watching he was just kind of on every tv program and he's still on on most tv programs uh does radio as well he's just everywhere as like 
Just one of those in the same vein as like a Carl Barron. It's like what you think of when you think of Australian comedy uh, within Australia. I know like overseas probably that's a bit dominated by Jim Jeffries or whatever. But certainly within Australia, you're like Dave Hughes, like one of the biggest. And um, he was on at the store because he frequently like drops in because he still loves it. That's like the best like, you know, other other comedians when they get on TV and stuff, they start doing way less drop-in spots and they do their own shows, blah, blah, blah. Whereas like Husey, I've worked with a bunch like at every level of kind of lineup show. Like the good ones at the comedy store, he's come to The Running Joke, which is a show that I run regularly, which is just like an independent bar show. I've seen him at like open mics even. He'll just drop in there. He loves it. He loves doing it. And uh, I I went on early at the comedy store so I could go watch the Swans play across the road because <laughs> the comedy store is at Moore Park, which is next to the SCG, which is where the game was taking place. Basically, I asked to switch to go early so I could see more of the game. It was one of the more entitled moves uh, in my comedy career. But uh, the booker for that show is also a Swans fan uh, and was going to the game and he was like, fuck it, dude. Of course I sort that out. So bang, bang. Thank you, Hugh. But um, yeah, so I got off stage and the MC mentioned it to make fun of me that I was leaving early. And Hughes like, oh, you're going to the game. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going with my wife and her family. And he's like, oh, do you have a spare ticket? I wouldn't mind checking it out. Um, and I was like, oh, I actually don't know. And I checked it. It was a great message to send, by the way, because I'm trying to think, ah, uh, there's got to be... It's it's hard to find. Like, I would say almost in the UK, it's like Jimmy Carr. Like, like he's that famous, you know? Like, he's on TV all the time. Everyone knows who you're talking about. Very famous, Jimmy Carr. And then in America, uh, like, he's way more uh, of a comedian than Drew Carey, but, like, kind of that level as well, you know? Just kind of, like, everyone knows that name associated with that person, and like has an immediate impression. Like everyone can do a Husey impression in Australia because he's got a he's got a very specific way of talking. Like, yeah, Husey, how you going? Like, like that. It's like, oh, you going to the footy? Like that. Um, I'm not doing a good job. I can't do a better one. Uh, but anyway, so sending to my my wife's family, hey, do we have a ticket for Dave Hughes? It was fucking fun. Uh, we didn't end up having one, but there was another one, and he came in, and so we just watched. Like the Swans are like the team that I probably support the most, as you guys have figured out if you've listened to this podcast for a bit. Um, and just to be there at the grounds with him, just like this guy who, you know, I've watched on TV like most of my life. Like I remember like him first from the glass house, I would have been like 11 or maybe 13. And like, that was like the cool kind of news panel show that people from like my generation watched. He was like one of the regulars, like one of the team captains on that. And yeah, just to be like sitting and just watching the footy, talking about the footy, real like normal. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a schmoozy conversation. It wasn't like a superficial comedy conversation. I was complaining to him about like trying to renovate this house, which I'm about to claim, complain to you about. So get fucking excited for that. Um, but like, yeah, just like about footy because he's a big Carlton guy, like talking about the Swans and about the game itself. And, you know, it's funny because yeah like age-wise like he's closer to my wife's parents than um like her children because in his 50s and it was just funny like introducing him to them and like them kind of knowing him for so long as well it was just a really nice because he's just such a chill kind of nice guy like it was a very it was a very nice experience i i don't I don't have anything like particularly hilarious that he did. Oh no, my favorite story was just that he fucking loves stand up. Like he absolutely loves doing stand up, which is why, you know, he does like all these gigs at like any any point he can, you know? And I was telling him that I was here for two weeks and I'm going to Edinburgh Fringe. And it's so funny, like, you know, he's doing breakfast radio in Sydney, one of the biggest markets. He's filming this next season of this, like, you know, incredibly popular TV show. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you're going to Edinburgh. Like I've never, I've never gone. And like, it was just, it's cool, man. You know, he's been, I think he told me he's been going 30 years or maybe just, just under 30 years doing stand up. And he's like, still like, man, you know, like doing all this radio, doing all this TV, making all this cash. Wouldn't it be sick if I just went to Scotland and did a month full of gigs though? Fuck, that'll be all right. Very fun. Very, very surreal. Uh, yeah, I chucked it. I think I chucked it on my Instagram. I never do that. 
I never get like a photo with anyone famous I'm hanging out with. Or if I do, I do not share it. Uh, but that one, the Swans won for the fucking first time in so long. Like I've just been watching them all season and they've just been blowing it at the end. Like every game I've seen live, they've lost. Every game I've watched live, they've lost. Ah! Um, but yeah, he he was there and we won and it was like a nail biter. And yeah, so I was like, well, Hughes, you're going to have to keep coming all these games, mate. Um because you're all we've got. And his team, he was barracking for the Swans because his team, Carlton, needed them to win to make the chances going to finals higher. And we won, and Carlton won. Carlton snapping Port Adelaide's, you know, 13-game undefeated streak. So good weekend for the boys. Feels good. Um, I'm pissed off. That was a better Dave Hughes. That was good. That was good. Ask any Australian person you know. That was fucking spot on. Um, So... There we go. There we go. Uh, oh, yes, the renovations thing. That's what I wanted to jump to. Um, look, I was going to say I don't know if renovations are interesting, but I'll be honest. I know that they are simultaneously the most boring thing in the world and clearly very interesting because whenever anyone brings up their fucking renovations in front of me, I want to walk into traffic. I'm so bored. It's just like, yeah, so it looked like this and we didn't think that was as good as it could look. So we've kind of come in on a budget. It's always on a fucking budget and we've changed it a bit. And yeah, we're going to tell you in excruciating detail exactly how we've changed it. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking brutal. Or it's like, the basis for all the highest rating, longest running TV shows. Like what's that? Uh, Grand designs. Like when you go on the fucking top end of the scale, we're doing like the block, which is the Australian renovation show. Fun fact, Dave Hughes bought basically all the houses off the block one season after they did it. He's doing well, folks. Uh, Still just wants to go to Edinburgh though. But um, so we're, we're in it. We're, we, we have got a house that was, uh, when, we, when we bought it, for an absurd sum of money because it's Sydney, Australia, and that's how it works. Uh, you'd think that it would be in a kind of condition that two people could move into, but you'd be fucking wrong. Uh, there was a hole in the roof. Like, that's how, that's how fucked it was. It was just this bit in the roof. And we're like, what's with that? And they're like, oh, that's where the roof hole is. And I'm like, oh, but... I thought, you know, a house is a roof over your head. And they're like, oh, yeah, as long as you don't stand there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, anyway, so we've been, we've been trying to turn that into a livable uh, abode um, basically since I got back from the tour. And so I've been doing that, and it's the first time I've ever had to do that because, uh, like, I assume pretty much everybody who would find me interesting or want to hear what I have to say. Uh, we've been scumbag renters previously and, uh, you know, somewhat happily so. But, yeah, we got this thing and we're trying to we're – just, we're just trying to make it livable. Uh, we've, we've been very lucky to have a lot of people helping us out with that when you start calling in the favors. Um, but just tradies, man – like I don't want to, I don't want to rinse tradies a because I still need them to fucking finish my kitchen and bathroom. But like, and and you know, like most of them listen to Triple M, but I assume some of them have discovered podcasts at this point. But just like the, I I don't know if this is international. I don't know if this is universal. I assume it is because I've just never heard any different. But at least the way they operate in Australia is easily the most unique business model out of anything I've ever dealt with because, you know, anything else, you need someone, you basically ask around if anyone's got anyone good. Now, that's standard with tradies or you go online and find something that appears to be well-reviewed. Now, it seems, at least in my experience, tradies are kind of like, I I, want to describe like every family gets assigned one (laughs) just not a tradie necessarily, but like a builder slash handyman. Like every family is assigned one and they pass that guy down 
uh, to the different generations of their family. So like, like you kind of get, like you kind of get him old because your parents had him young. <laughs> so like you've got this, you know, 70-year-old man going up and down a ladder. Um, it's still fucking knock your head off in a fight is a, is a unit. But like he's just this old man who your family has passed on to you because they don't believe that anybody else could possibly uh, fix that kitchen faucet where there's a fucking YouTube video that'll probably explain it to you in seven minutes. But like he's just the guy that you call in when you need like the tiny little thing done and you'd never go anywhere else because he's the only honest trader in the world. Everyone else is going to rip you off. Like, but this guy, this guy who doesn't have an ABN and insists on paying cash and uh, actually tried to sell you some stuff out of the back of his ute. <laughs> he's the honest guy. Well, he's honest to us. You know, he's honest to our family. Um, so I've only ever had that before where it's like a, like a very minute thing. But then you kind of go into the thing. It's like, I need a new bathroom. What do I, what do you do? And it's just like the, 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 just the, I was going to say user experience uh, because my wife works in tech and that's just kind of the, the jargon that's stripped down. But just the, just the consumer experience where you call them up and you're like, I would like a bathroom. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they seem very upset that you would, like, work from them. They're like, why the fuck would I want to do... Like, that's the energy. Like, why the fuck would I want to do your bathroom? And you're like, oh, just, like, because that's your job. You're, you're in bathrooms. And I thought maybe you could uh, do do that to mine. And they're like, oh, yeah, fine. Send us a photo. And you're like, do you want to come see it? And they're like, nah. <laughs> and I'm like, here's a photo of my bathroom. And they're like, oh, how big is it? And I'm like, small. And they're like, oh, small. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. I would like it to be bigger too. But unfortunately, uh, I made some poor investment decisions because I was born in 1989 and not earlier. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is gonna this is gonna veer into a vague generational rant, but just because when you start talking renovations, every fucking older adult in your life starts sounding off like back in my day and this is what we paid and you shouldn't pay more than that. And I'm just like, you're just describing things that are no longer a price, you know? Like it's just it's pointless. It's like coffee should be a dollar. And it's like, well, okay, then you should have died 30 years ago because that's that's when it was that. Now it's more and it is kind of your fault. But uh, the one thing that really shits me and like I think every older person falls into this like pattern of conversation. They'll talk about a friend of theirs who's quite wealthy and they'll be like, yeah, they were really smart with property. Like that. that's... I don't know if that's very Australian. Like in Australia, property's always been the way that you make money. Like it just kind of keeps going up. No one knows why. Everyone would like it to stop, except me, obviously, because now I've got some. But, you know, ideologically, please stop. Make it crash. Make it crash. Um, so, sorry, I just realized a lot of you be listening to this in a car and yelling crash probably isn't great, great uh, etiquette for me. Sorry about that. Um, so, 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 so. They say they've been very smart with property. Like they've made money off property and that they've bought some and then they've sold some and the amount they bought it for was less than the amount they sold it for, usually to a pretty significant factor, you know? And it just shits me because like they were very smart with property and I'm like, you just mean that they bought it in the past <laughs> and didn't sell it until the present. Like they weren't clever. Like they didn't renovate it. They didn't do anything. They just held on to this infinitely increasing in value asset for a long time. And they were able to see this great investment opportunity by being alive earlier and able to have money earlier than I was alive. Like if I was alive 30 years ago and I saw houses in the inner city 
for like 20 grand, I'd probably be like, oi, I reckon they'll be worth more if I buy one. Like everything costs more. You could have bought a Ban Me in 2005, which is a Vietnamese roll. And that cost 250 and now it costs 11 Like, everything's gone up. That's what inflation is. Like, you made... It fucks me up. I don't think... I think we're simultaneously uh, learning together. And I, I say together because I'm only figuring this out right now too. My, my understanding of economics is poor because that ban me example and using the word inflation doesn't really work because then, you know money in, decreases in value. So therefore, even if you sold the property for more like equivalent, it'd be about the same. But really, like it's just gone up so exponentially that that isn't what I mean at all. But my understanding of economics is limited and my, my anger at this is unlimited because <laughs> I've been trying to fucking get a bathroom together for a week. And I don't even think I've had a particularly bad experience, let me say. But like just... You call them up. This is the thing. I've been, I've been rolling this around uh, anecdotally amongst friends that seem to enjoy it. I've never dated a man, but I have tried to get a tradie to do work on my house. And I feel like it's very similar. You really need to make it a fucking beautiful offer for them to even consider it. If there's no chance that they get to screw you, then they're uninterested. But this is the thing. So I call them up and I have no idea. The only thing that I've done is patch up the roof hole. I've found people that go on roofs and 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 make the holes disappear. And that that cost an amount of money. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. I guess, you know, like I don't fucking know. And then you go to the bathroom and you're like, it's a tiny bathroom. We just want new stuff where the old stuff is. How much does this cost? The first guy was like, oh, yeah, man. You know, like, I'm oh, sorry, I went on websites first. I went on websites and there was contact forms, little drop-down menus and it's like the cheapest we could do this bathroom is $18,000. And I'm like, what? It's tiny. It's a bathroom. Like we've looked at the things at like Ikea or whatever, Bunnings, whatever fucking bathroom supply store you like. And like to get everything is like a couple of grand, maybe three. And it's just like, you're telling me that to install it, put some tiles in is going to cost another $14,000? And then I call up the guy, I call up another guy being like, well, he doesn't have a drop-down menu, so he must be cheaper. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, it's the world's smallest bathroom. How much will this cost? And he's like, that's 15 grand. And I'm like, oh, well, that's two grand cheaper than the other guy. And he's like, no, 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 but you've got to supply the materials. You know, like, oh, that's just for labor. And I'm like, just for labor? $15,000. How long is it going to take? And he's like, oh, maybe a couple of weeks. And I'm like, does that mean you're earning $30,000 a week? What? Like, provided I'm the only job they do. It just, it's just such an astronomically high figure that he just quotes as a round number. That's the thing. I mean, I have to quote sometimes for corporate work because I, I, I do comedy and sometimes companies are like, hey, we should, we should ruin an event. Let's get Muggleton. I'm available for corporate bookings. I'll give you a discount if you're part of the podcast. Thank you so much. But... They're like, let's get let's get this comedian involved, and you got to quote them a fee. And and when you do that, you're kind of like, hey, this is the usual cost for a comedian for do twenty minutes, and they can agree or disagree. Or if it's like something slightly outside the ordinary, you're like, hey, so I'm going to be here for this long. I got to travel. I got this. I got that. We got these meetings beforehand, and you kind of give them a breakdown for something as vague and pointless as stand up comedy. But this guy who's you know installing a bathroom where there was previously no bathroom just tells you a figure and is like, that's as much information as I'm willing to give at this point. I'll, I'll be very clear about the things I'm not doing. Uh, but in terms of the things I'm doing, it's just going to cost you 15 grand and that's how it's going to be. And you're like, fuck. And then you go, God, I can't believe I made this. You go on social media thinking that somebody will be helpful. And uh, look, in fairness, a couple were, but the bulk is like, hey, how much does a bathroom cost? And then you just have like 18 men who knew you're a pussy all along, but now have it confirmed being like, 
Why don't you just go and buy the materials and then install it yourself? It's just a bathroom. I'm sure waterproofing and tiling can't be that hard. I mean, my wife and I did it recently before. Well, yeah, we're not together anymore, but we did get it done. And the new tenants that we had to subdivide and sell the house to seem to enjoy it. And you're like, just can someone give me a figure? And then my favorite one, it was like twelve to 20000 and I was like, Jesus. And like my other friend just messaged me being like, yeah, we paid 25. And I'm like, how, why? How big are these fucking bathrooms? This thing, the one that we've got is like the size of two desks and not particularly big desks. And so we got this other guy who was like a friend of a friend. And then he quoted like 11, which is just a four grand deficit. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like a saving. And then I tell the first guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll match that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you got to give me a 30%. Di- you were quoting that high, and just because I've found someone else and the work might be going elsewhere, you're willing to drop it 30%. Like, what was the initial quote? Was that just like, hey, let's see if this guy's a dumb cunt? It reminds me of when I ran the comedy show at The Magicians and he said this amazing phrase when I asked him how much the cheese platter costs, he said, it depends. And I think that, (laughs) and by it depends, it doesn't mean based on, you know, what cheeses we have available that night or how big or like how many people. He meant it depends as let me go have a look at them see if I can eyeball them and figure out what they can afford. Uh, And that's how much it costs. And I feel like tradies have just got the exact same fucking model. And it's weird because you call them and they're like, yep, that sounds great. I'll shoot you a thing. Just never follow up. And then you call them again and they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, need to do that. Never follow up. Like I don't, I don't know how they've just managed to create this amazing business. Like if people want me for a thing and I just stop answering, then I just don't get the work. Like that's, that's how it works. But like these guys seem to exist on answering phone calls, occasionally answering text messages provided it's on WhatsApp and then never, ever, ever emailing you because in an email, there's space for them to provide a breakdown of the costs. And fuck me if they're going to do that. And that's just how they work. Like, I'll be honest, I'm thoroughly impressed. Like, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if it's just that they had like a union at one point and that kind of became normal. But yeah, it just seems to be, say a figure for how much you want to do the work. Like, to be honest, very similar to how you sometimes do quote for a corporate or an event as a comedian when it's like, hey, Dan, we want you to come wear a chicken suit for this 40th birthday party. Uh, and occasionally you will have to give away a live chicken. How much does that cost? And you're just like, well, <laughs> let me know if you're providing the suit or I need to bring my own because that'll affect things. But otherwise, like, do you charge an hourly? Does your hourly go up based on the chicken suit? It's just... The model that I use is what amount of money will I do the event for while not complaining to their faces? That's like the main, I'm like, this is the amount of money that will get me in the room with you uh, and I'll be genuinely happy to be there. And I think it's better for everybody because if you lowball yourself, then you turn up, you're in a shit mood, they're annoyed because they're still paying your money anyway. And like, what was the point of that? But if you go like an absurdly high figure, then I don't know, maybe there are some people who can do this because they're, you know, sociopaths or whatever. But if I quote somebody a large figure for something and they agree to pay it, then just the sheer amount of stress and worry I will have in the buildup on the night itself because I'm like, I need to justify that fee it's too much. It's not, it's genuinely not worth the extra cash, except maybe if you, unless you're renovating a fucking bathroom in which all, all the extra money is necessary just in case 
this guy doesn't include this thing. Ah, I don't get it. I don't get it. And like, look, I want to make very clear at no point am I being like, yeah, man, tradies have it easy. Like, it's hard, physical work. You got to organize it yourself. You're dealing with clients like me who are POV or clients who are super rich and therefore just cunts because they want this impossible thing to happen and they've just got no understanding or no empathy. Like, I get it. But I got it. Like, it's just such a bizarre, like, you know, I have to work with outside businesses all the time for, you know, merch, printing, all this kind of stuff. And I have never had an experience where, like, somebody ghosting you three dates in, you know, you've already, you've had a mount, you've had a follow-up phone call, he's come out again just to do some measurements and stuff. You think it's pretty serious. You're about to you're about to give it up for this fella, and then never hear never hear from ever again. Just ever again. Just start ghosting you for real. And then the other one that I quite like is they all like because I I want I want to be balanced. You know what I mean? Just to be like yeah, tradies, nah. Like no, like I've I've spoken to a bunch of them on the phone and they have been really lovely. But, like, the one thing that I found really funny is they'll be, like, because I think you can just tell by my voice that I have no idea what to do with a tool of any description. I know how to jizz in a cup. Fuck yeah, dude, brother. I'm a, I'm a fella and everything. But in terms of, like, utilizing tools, like, the spout popped off in the, the tap of our sink and I put it back in and I was, like, fixed it. And then we turned the tap on and it shot off again. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's consistent now. It used to be consistently in. Oh, this is, this is much worse. Um, and so I had, to, I had to fix it and I had to borrow a tool off a friend. And uh, I realized it was like a screw and I did like the screw in because like I popped it off the wall and I was going to replace it with the new tap, but then I couldn't get the spacer on to the straight thing. So the long and short of this is... I couldn't get the tap on tight enough with the spacer, but I also couldn't get the tap in the right direction tight enough with the spacer. I could only get it on tight enough without the spacer. So now there's just a gap between the spout and the wall. (laughs) And it's going to stay like that uh, until my uncle, who's a plumber, comes back from overseas. That's how it's going to go. That's just how it's going to go. I, I refuse to utilize a spanner to do the adequate amount of turning because it's tile and I don't want to break the tile. And I've managed to convince my wife that it looks like that, not because of my ineptitude uh, or shortcomings, as probably they're more accurately described, uh, but because I'm like, hey, I've managed to repurpose the old tap little elbow grease, I think we might be able to return the ones we bought this weekend. Um, And I just would like it to sit like this for a while just to make sure that my solution's correct. It's not that I don't have the ability to get the tap fully up against the wall like it has been the entire time we've lived here. (laughs) But it's just because I I would hate to have my solution proven incorrect with the tap up against the wall. So this is this is just thoroughness. <laughs> oh, God, I did it, didn't I? I flagged that people talking about their renovation is the worst thing you can do in the fucking world and then I talked about it. It's been it's been all I've been doing. Cause I think this is this is what I've learned as I've gotten older and maybe maybe it's not universally true, but I'm pretty sure it's universally true. Basically, if you have money, you can afford to make things other people's problem. Like that's essentially you're kicking the can on down the line. You're like, just like, just like to bring it back around. How you quote for the court. 
How much money will it take for you to do this thing? And with the renovation stuff, you can just get one person who's going to be your builder and you explain everything to them and they'll do everything to the house. Or if you're poor like me and trying to cut corners on every single fucking edge, then you have to be the builder. You have no previous connections in the construction industry. You don't have a sparky. You don't have a carpenter. You don't have a tiler. You don't have a roof guy. So you got to individually source all of them and then individually coordinate all of them, even though, even though you have no idea the correct order all these things are supposed to happen in. Like, I've just been working top down. I've been like, fuck it. If it's up there, then it can fall down if they fuck it up. So we'll start up there and we'll work our way down. Roof first, floors last. That's all the logic I got. And so you just do that. It's just all of them are your problem so you can save a bit of scratch. And that's where I'm at. And I'll be honest, I say that I'm the builder, but really there's a lovely older retired man up the street who considers himself a bit of a handyman, handier than any, any muggleton that I've come across in my life. Myself, my father, we're not, we're not particularly handy. My dad knows a bit, but not particularly handy. Uh, so I've just outsourced all my relationship. Sorry, not relationship. I've outsourced all my renovation decisions to him. I'm like, Dave, what do you reckon? And he's been so helpful. I'm thinking about setting him up with my mum. <laughs> Dave, I don't know how to repay you. This is my mum, Patsy. She's been single for a bit, but she's quite nice. You want to go get a coffee or something? I don't know. This is the best I got. We did it, an episode of the Daniel Muggleton podcast out on time, running to approximately the correct duration. Oh, I hope that commute is slightly more tolerable now. Uh, I got to go because I got to I got to get my get my forty winks so I can jizz in that cup bright and early. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe because, as you might have gathered. Uh, the release of this thing is a bit inconsistent, so that is the best way uh, to know when a new episode comes out. Obviously, if you feel like giving us a little review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, chuck us that five stars. It does really help. And yeah, oh, quickly, um, I'm almost out of my first ever tour t-shirt range. The only colors left are white. I think the only sizes are large and up. Um, so, yeah, if you want a Daniel Muggleton white and wrong T-shirt, they can be shipped internationally. Just go on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com.au for those, uh, and uh, I'll get them over to you. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it, isn't it? That's it. All right. Until next time. Until next week. Until... Maybe the week after, unless somebody is like, damn, please, podcast, just just remind me. Just keep me <laughs> keep me focused. Keep me keep me focused on things other than this goddamn renovation. Should I post bathroom pictures after it's done? That's fucking weird. Who cares about it before and after? You're boring, Dan. All right, we're leaving. We're leaving. You know why? Because Verticoli's playing. See ya. It's time.